welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Amen. Come on, give Jesus some praise. Look to your neighbor and say, thank you, Lord. Well, look to your neighbor, but then look up and say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. That was awkward, huh? Amen. You guys knew what I meant, right? I want you to grab a hold of your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. If you have your, uh, your Bibles, your iPads, your iPhones, if you got the whole Bible tattooed on your forearm, I'm just playing. That was a joke, guys. Amen. Pastor Ray said, imagine. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. And as you're turning there, I want to thank God for my salvation. I'm so grateful to be here at this pulpit and to be able to minister here, to be in my right mind. A little over 16 years ago, I was hearing things, seeing things, and almost killed my dog. And I, amen. Anybody, can I get a witness, right? I'm, maybe not the dog part, right? You guys are crazy, right? You're sick. But God dramatically saved me and put me in the most beautiful ministry in the world, Victory Outreach. And on top of that, I'm the best church within Victory Outreach, Victory Outreach Chino, the mother church at the time, La Puente, amen. But the mother church right here. And I'm so excited. And also for our pastors, Pastor Sonny, Sister Kim, I love you guys so much. I'm going to be talking a lot about you guys here in just a moment. Also, Pastor Philip, Pastor Danny, all the ministers that were, uh, played a very important role. And lastly, my wife, my beautiful wife. I see you, girl, right there. I'm not looking at you, Ray. Watch out, bro. <laughs> Ray's all. Amen. Uh, amen. We're going we're gonna, to, uh, amen, let's praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. I've got to just get away from that topic. Amen. The verse says, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm going to say one more quick prayer. Lord, have your way today. Move me aside. Minister freely in Jesus' name. And everybody says, you may go ahead and be seated. As they prepare those songs, the title of my message today is Money Matters. I'm going to say it one more time, right? Money matters. I brought a couple of songs with me here that to, to kind of remind you of the topic. If they could go ahead and play the first song, hopefully. Sounds nice, huh? Right? There we go, right? Quick little vibe check. You guys know this song? Some of y'all, I know the song, but I don't know the thing, the money thing. Right? <laughs> next song. You can play the next song. This is, this is the real test. If, does anybody know this song? Million Dollar Man Wrestling, WWF. No, yeah, right? You walk out. Come on. You guys don't remember? Right? Next song, next song. I don't know how to dance, but I'm gonna try. As you go to money, you go to work to make money, amen. Next song. Uh oh. A million pesos. Now I've just played right. Amen. You could go ahead and shut that song off before it says a cuss word, right? That's a crazy song there, amen. Money, right? I think I got the point across, right? 
Money, 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 money. Money matters. We think about money. We work for money. We save money. We spend money. Hopefully we tithe money. Come on, right? It's a commandment, right? We stress over money. At times we could fight with our spouses over money. Married couples, can I get an honest amen, right? The husband's like, shh, right, right? We could envy people because of money. We could lose and break up with friendships over money. We could get into relationships because of money. No, I'm just playing with it, right? Even though we don't like to say or think about money as being a critical part of life, a significant portion of our life will revolve around earning money, saving money, giving money, and spending money. That is the reality. And so your relationship, my relationship with money isn't something that we could brush aside as unspiritual or unnecessary. It is an important topic. Somebody say amen. Matter of fact, money matters. Our opening text confirms that. The verse says this, that money serves as an indicator to where our hearts are. Money tells God where our hearts are. Think about that. It serves as an indicator. This verse says it's an indicator. In other words, if I GPS your money, I'll find your heart. If I get directions to your money, I will find your heart. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this item called the Apple AirTag. And this AirTag is an item that you attach it to things that you often lose, right? Come on, Jesus, right? Or come on, somebody, right? You attach it to something that is valuable. You attach it to something that you don't want to lose. And you attach it there. And if you find the air tag, you'll find the thing. I have an air tag with me here today. If I could have Darian come up. I have something here, right? And there's an air tag inside of it. So, Darian, I'm going to have you just for a quick second Go ahead and grab this. Darian is going to take that wad of money. Don't worry, it's just ones, right? It's not, amen. He's going to take that wad, and he's going to take it and give it to somebody in the sanctuary, and I'm not going to look. Go ahead and just do that right now. Don't put it in your pocket, bro. Tell me when you're done. Just yell. Okay. And so the concept of an air tag is I can use an app, and based upon using the app, it'll tell me where to go to find that item, right? Did he? Can you bring the camera right here real quick? Okay, let's see. I'm 24 feet away. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I'm going farther. Amen. Hot, cold, warmer, warm. Oh! Five feet. Oh, I'm nearby. Look at that. Look at that. 
No? Some, somebody right here? You got it? Oh, there it is. Let me borrow that real quick. Apple AirTag. Give me back that AirTag, though, bro. <laughs> That's half my rent money. I'm just playing. Think about that. Where the air tag is, I find the thing. Where your treasure is, where we put our money, where we put our focus, where we spend our money, where the attention and all of that is. The Bible says that there our heart will be also. It's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. It's a powerful illustration. It's a, your money will take God directly to where our heart is. Where our priority is. Your money is the air tag that takes God to where your heart is. Somebody say amen. Money matters. The Bible says a lot about money. As a matter of fact, money is the most highly ranked and one of the most talked about topics in the Bible. Money matters. And I'm gonna, tonight I'm going to talk about real briefly what money is not. The first thing I want to talk about is money is not meaning. Money is not meaning. Today's culture connects a person's success, their achievements, their status by how much money they have in the bank. Their meaning comes from money and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's revolving around money. But I came to let you know today that money is not meaning. Money is not meaning. Some people think that if I could just get that job, if I could just get that hourly rate, if I could just, whatever that is, the reality is that measuring rod is constantly moved away and it's unreachable. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes 5.10, it says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. You ever met anybody like that? You just got a $10 raise, yeah, but taxes, right? Come on, Jesus, right? Come on, come on, somebody, right? I'll get it faster, right? This too is meaningless, it says. That's why you see famous actors, that's why you see musicians, that's why you see athletes and business people miserable and not content and still searching and, and, and suicidal and depressed and drug abuse. They can have all the money in the world, but listen to me, money is not meaning. What they think that it'll satisfy, if I could just get that, you know, that amount of money, if I could just land that job, and what that scripture says is once you get it, and you want something else. You want something more. It's a bottomless pit. It's never satisfied. My mom used to call me that when I was little, right? Little, you little bottomless pit, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She never called me that. That's called mom. <laughs> Our meaning is found in fulfilling the will of God, the purpose of God upon our life and doing the will of God and reaching people and for the V group leaders teaching Bible studies and for the evangelists in the house winning souls and grabbing someone from the street and taking them to the home. I wish somebody would back me up that meaning and purpose is found in doing the will of God and it's not found in money. It needs to be said nowadays. 
that meaning is not found in money. I love serving God and serving the church. I love serving God and serving the church. My kids love God and serving the church. My wife loves God and serving the church. There's nothing better than waking up and saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to go serve God and serve my church. I love waking up and saying, it's time for church, right? I'm just playing it. I was on my notes. I said, jump and then That's purpose. Hebrews 13.5 says this, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you nor forsake you. That verse says, scripture says this, it says, to be content. All you need is God. God is sufficient. God is more than enough. And you can have all the money in the world. But listen, if you just have God, it's more than enough. Somebody, come on, give me a witness. To, if, if you, even if all you got is God, it's more than enough. And it's plenty enough because all we need is God. Money comes and money goes. Somebody say amen to that, right? Doesn't it? Right? Money disappears. Like the left sock in a dryer. Come on. Seriously, I think there's like somebody going around collecting left socks. Right? And I'm going to find you, whoever you are. I'm going to track you down. I'm going to find you. I know people. <laughs> What's that movie? I forgot. Yeah. Taken, right? I will find you. I'm trained in ways that no one is trained. Uh, okay. When I got back from the UTC, I was serving the Lord. I, was, I had a very high-paying job as an art director. I come from a background of, of design and went to school for designing. And I was there. And listen, I, I said, you know what? I, I got the opportunity to come and work on staff here at the church. And I said, see you later, Glendale, California. And I met with Pastor Sister Kim. And I started my journey of working here full-time ministry in the church. I said, I don't need, I don't care about none of that. So I want to do the will of God. I want to give the best years to prime my youth right there to the Lord to give all my time and energy. I want to serve God and give him it all. It's my purpose. I put my secular ambitions on hold and what I went to school for, for on hold. And I, I poured myself into building God's kingdom because I wanted to fulfill God's plan upon my life. And it was the best decision that I've ever made. You guys know there's major decisions that you make in your life. And I look back at that moment when I decided, so, you know, I want to do, I want to give God everything I got. I, I was a broken young man, a hurting young man, and I was just miserable before I found Christ. And, and so what's the use? I, I want to give God everything I got. My purpose. And it was, I'm going to be honest with you, it was not the easiest. Right? We worked crazy hours and 24, it was just wild and, you know, it was not always easy. And from times to times, things got hard and they get hard for everybody, right? We, we all experience tough times. Can I get an amen? 
Or how do you call it? The, the, the ends just don't meet. Have anybody been there when, when bills pile up? Come on, somebody, right? Where bills pile up and creditors start calling and you need formula and diapers. And come on, can somebody help me out a little bit, right? I remember at one point being in a season where we needed wipes for my daughter, right? My little Jade. And it was a tough time. I remember just talking to my wife, and my job as a man is to be the provider. And I, I said, you know what, I'm looking around the house. I'm like, Lord, you know what, I'm looking around the house, and I see a canvas on the wall, right? True, true story. I'm like, I'm going to sell this canvas. Take the canvas off the wall. And I'm walking door to door, right? Right? Hey, how you doing? I just got this beautiful canvas right here. Uh, one and a half inch by one and a half inch. <laughs> you, know, I'm gonna, you know, your neighbor wants to buy it, but I, you know, I'm going to give you one chance, right? Right? Right to close the door, I'm like, dang it, right? Let me change my, let me try an accent. <laughs> door after door after door. This is not a lie. This is a true story. And as I walk from door to door, I'm, I'm crying. I'm like, man, I need to get my baby some wipes. <laughs> and I go and I go, nothing works, nothing works, nothing works. I say, fine, whatever. And I went home. And when my effort came to an end, when my way or my own effort, you know, to try to resolve the problem, it came to an end. I want you to know that God is our provider, that I, I got a phone call of an opportunity that opened up right away. And God is, there's no delay in the things of God, but he came in and met every need, took care of what I needed. I wish that was not the only story like that. Time after time after time, God's faithfulness and provision and right there meeting every need. and Not just the needs, but the wants. And God just blowing our mind time after time. Somebody give God praise if that's you. When you got that house you shouldn't have got. When you got that job that you shouldn't have got. When you got that check you shouldn't have got. Somebody give God praise if God's been good. He's been faithful. He's been more than enough. And when you put him first and you make him your passion and priority and your purpose, he steps in and fixes and does it all. Money isn't meaning. I remember one time... One of the guys, we were running discipleship home, and one of the guys was getting chewed up. He would get bit in the middle of the night, right? And it wasn't one of the other gang warriors, right? Little bite marks. And we kept getting bit. And so finally we looked, and we were just looking around the house, and we found a bunch. I shouldn't say this. I'll say it, yeah? We found a bunch of bed bugs, See, yeah, that's, what I didn't, that's what I didn't want to happen. Now you guys are judging me. I was clean. I was not dirty. Those little vatos were not invited, right? They didn't buy me, though. You see what I'm saying, right? They went for the week. And I'm just we had to throw away all of our furniture. All of our kitchen stuff, all of our living room, all of our bedroom, thousands or however much it was worth. We had to throw away everything. Got my wife, my kids. We had nowhere to sleep, nothing. 
tell me that God is not good, that I get a phone call from somebody that says, hey, I'm going to give you a check for $2,000. You could just buy whatever furniture. You tell me that God is not good. When we put God first, oh, and we, we right there, give him everything we have. You can't outgive God. He's faithful. Don't try making yourself purposely have bed bugs, right, to get that mystery check. No, I'm just Nothing can compare to the joy, finding our joy and our purpose and our meaning and fulfillment in God. Those things are not in money. They're not in money. They're not found in money. My wife's a trooper too. The times that we've been through, hard times, and all you men that are single, make sure that your wife don't love money or your future wife don't love money, right? My wife's a soldier right there, right? Some tuna and crackers, right? Some rice and beans and dreams. Come on, right? <laughs> Babe, just pretend it's steak, right? <laughs> Put some A1 on it. <laughs> She's all, it's working. It really tastes like steak. <laughs> Our meaning is not found in money. You know what else? The second thing is money is not master. Money is not master. We look back in Matthew 6 in our opening text, and there's another verse that shines more light on this topic. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Amen. The word serve means to literally be slave of, to be slave to money. You ever met anybody that's slave to money? The chances are that they ain't too happy. Slave to Slave to money. A man could satisfactorily have two employers, but he could not have two owners. Your life can only orbit around one thing, either God or the things that God gives you. Not both. Proverbs 23 verse 4 says this, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. There's so many people looking for a fast way to make money. And you know what I learned as a young man? I remember when I came up and I was learning designing and I would come in and, and I would just come right there when I came out of design school and I would just go and like, oh, you know, I'm going to charge $5,000 for this. You know, my mom, my mom would always tell me, you got to start somewhere. Like work your way up. I wanted to like go straight to the top, right? But there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. There's no quick way, quick way to make money or quick way to whatever it is. It's a process as you become faithful, as you continue to be diligent. God pours out provision. But, but money is not master. Money is not master. Don't get me wrong. We have responsibilities and, and I understand that. But listen, only you and I know if that overtime is really, really needed. Sometimes we'll call in and ask, hey, you got any overtime? Is there any work Sunday, right? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. 
Hopefully that we're putting God first and hopefully money is not the master and money is not controlling and, and only you know uh, what voice you respond to. Is it God's voice or is it your boss Todd's voice? It was funnier on the notes, right? First Timothy 6, 9 says this, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires. Uh, that plunge people into ruin and destruction. I was working at the church for a little under 10 years, and it was the best season of my life. I learned so much working under tremendous staff and leadership and learning so much from Pastor and Sister Kim, being able to see the behind the scenes of the church. And, and I was able to work at the church during our building construction and we would be there sometimes filming, and I remember I, I was uh, filming the, 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 like, helicopters bringing in the air conditioning units. I'm, I'm like, I'm right here at Victory Outreach Cheeto. And behind me, you can see helicopters, right? It was like, right? And there it is. It's going down right there, right? It was beautiful. Being in meetings as our church was right there on the journey and seeing our pastor's love and Sister Kim's love for the congregation, weeping and with a strong desire to lead the congregation. And we're going to make it into that promised land. And, and going through that recession, the tough times, I seen the staff, our pastors, uh, pushing hard and fighting to get into this building. And it was a battle. It was a battle, it was a battle, it was a battle, and, and, and it, was, it was tough times, but I seen it with my own eyes, God's faithfulness. And, and me and my wife, we came into a season where, you know what, I, you know, we needed to, I needed to get a job. So I got a job, and coming out of that season of doing ministry for almost 10 years full time, it was just, I ate, eat, sleep, and breathe ministry, wake up ministry, right? have dinner ministry, right? It was just, it was my life, and I loved it. I loved every part of it. But when I, when I stopped working at the church, it was, a, it was, I mean, being transparent, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a tough transition for me. And I remember the enemy had, had caused me to, to, to focus more working. And little by little, I remember uh, starting to come to late church, to church late, Sometimes I'd miss service because I would work extra. And I started to see myself drifting, getting caught up in work and going that way and beginning to see all this side of things. And the perspective started to change. And just there was a cloud that would come over. And I was on my way to another direction. And I'll never forget it because I was there in my house. I was watching the movie Moana. I'm, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm, this is like a, you know, it's funny, but it was such a pivotal moment in my life. <laughs> I come to da 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 da, right, right, right. <laughs> All you need, right, right. consider the coconut, right. Amen. Right? <laughs> you guys don't ever watch that movie, probably, but I'm laying there, I'm watching this movie. My mind's just the enemy, full guns, working overtime. And the beginning of the movie, opening song of the movie is this little girl, Moana, who, who wants to go. She wants to drift. She wants to leave. And the, the whole song is about everything you need is right here. 
Everything that you need is right here. And all the resources you need, all the provision you need, all the uh, uh, community you need, and whatever you need is right here. There's no need to look elsewhere. And I remember crying, watching Moana, just weeping because God was telling me, you don't need to be out there in the business world. You don't need to, that doesn't need to be your priority. I called you to be and to build my kingdom, my people, to pour yourself out, your life out. And and right here is where I want you. And at that moment, I said, God, you know what? Yes, I could have a job, but my priority is building the kingdom of God and his people. And I want to spend my life mending broken people. Money's not master. That day, the chains broke off. Make money, but don't let money make you. Money is not master. Money is not in control. Money should not determine what you do and the different things and different decisions. God is the master. God is your Lord and Savior, and he's the leader of our households. And come on, he's the director of our lives, and he's the light unto our path, and he's our righteousness and banner. And I wish somebody would give God the praise that he deserves. God is everything. I want to give the driving seat away and give it to God. I'm not, a, I'm not the master. Money's not the master. And I had to realign my priorities. Lastly, as the keyboard makes its way, money is not monstrous. Money's not monstrous, neither. We see a beautiful picture in Acts of how money could be activated in a person's life, in a follower's life, and be used as a tool or a resource To care for God's people. To care for God's people. Pentecost shows us that 120 people prayed. Come on. They prayed and they got a hold of God and they got in unity and they sought the Lord. And a powerful thing broke out and the church experienced tremendous growth and thousands were saved. Watch this. Thousands were saved. We see the first message that was preached, and thousands were saved. And all those people that got saved, they did not live there. And they ended up not going home, staying there. Nowhere to live, no means, no jobs, no nothing. They made the place that they were visiting home. Sound familiar? Over 16 years ago, I visited a place. In a dark time in my life, I came to a place with intentions to visit. You, you came with intentions to visit. You're still here. Give yourselves a big hand. You're still here. Come on, some of you might be limping. Some of you might be wounded. 
Some of you might have just came out of a battle, but listen to me. You are still here. You're here. The place that you were visiting, you're still here. You're still serving. You're still fighting. You're still giving. You're still, come on, plugging into what God has done, and you're still right there. Give God a thank you, Lord, that I'm still here. I, I should be dead, and I should be gone, but God, I'm still where you brought me, God. God is good. Those people that were visiting, they had nothing. So the believers, watch this, we read in Acts how people started to sell their homes. And they started to get all the money from selling their homes to meet the needs of the people that got saved. Those were the locals. And you see that money and resources and the tools that we have when they're activated to the people of God when it's activated and, and it's used as seed and used as a tool and we're used as a conduit as God pours out provision it's beautiful when it can come to us flow through us and to those around us we need to be conduits of God's provision not reservoirs you know why? when, when water sits it's, it gets stale, filled with bacteria, loses the qualities and all that and starts to change to turn green, right? But when water flows, right, it stays fresh. When water flows, it stays fresh. When water flows, it, it just keeps on pouring and keeps on flowing. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. Right? He doesn't give seed to those that go to baseball games to just eat them all, right? right? He gives seed to those that are going to just sow, to those that are going to use the seed to produce, to bring growth, to bring life, to bring change. To I want to be used by God. I, I don't want to just right there hoard everything I have. Money is intended to be a, a beautiful thing. If we use it properly. Can you imagine if God's people were greedy and selfish? All that beautiful growth, all those people that got saved, they were right there. They would have no food. They would run out. And eventually, watch this. I mark my words, right? They would have, because there was nothing, they would have went back to where they were from. And we would have killed the growth, stifled the growth that God brought. Somebody say amen. Money's not meaning. Money is not master. Quite the opposite. God wants to bless. God wants to provide. 
God wants to bless you and God wants to provide for you. God wants to blow your mind and God wants to pour out provision and promotion and he wants to give you this year. Come on, it could be the year that you purchase that house and you get that car that you've been praying for and the provisions and blessing and you could get out of debt and pay down those credit cards and fix your credit. Whatever it is, this could be the year that God's favor, God gets glory. When, when God's people get provision and raised up and they're blessed and they're taken care of, wow, that person has favor on their life. God gets glory. To be honest, I grew up poor. Right? Well, I couldn't afford the R, Poe, right? I grew up Poe, right? You ever drank sugar water, right? Right? Mom, I want something to drink. Get some water, right? I want flavor. Get sugar water, right? <laughs> Close your eyes and pretend it's soda. Right? Cereal and water, right? You guys remember those little powdered creamers, though? That's how you make your own milk, DIY milk. Come on, right? For Halloween one year, I was tinfoil man. You guys think I'm lying, right? Come on. I even had a little tinfoil sword. I'm like, <laughs> people ask me, what are you? I'm like, I'm tinfoil man, right? You guys think I'm joking, right? Adidos instead of Adidas, right? Never got any, a lot of the school pictures I didn't get. When I won CIF, I didn't get my ring. A lot of things I didn't have. When I got saved, that affects, that affects you. Stingy, tight. Don't want to give because you don't know when you're going to get again. You could be honest, right? Maybe just you and your wife talk about it on the way here or whatever. Like, I told you, why'd you raise your hand, right? I want to do 50%, right? Is there a spot for 11 and a half? No, I'm just kidding. Be serious. When I came to the place, it says, God, I want to break this poverty mentality. God, I want to break these ways. And God, I want to trust you with my finances because where my treasure is, there my heart is also. And God, I want you. I want my heart to be in you. And I want my heart to be found in you. Money's not my meaning. It's not my master, God. And I said, God, I'm going to give you all and serve you. And I'm going to put my money where my heart is. I came to tell you today that I, I don't got no Adidas no more, right? God is faithful and, 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 and it pours out his blessing and provision and his faithfulness upon us when we put him first. Somebody help me out. Proverbs 20, 22, and this is my last thing here. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. Watch this without painful toil for it. The blessings of the Lord bring wealth without painful toil for it. 
Sometimes we have to work so hard trying to get ahead, and we work so hard trying to. But the, what the Bible says is that when you got God's blessing upon your life and God's favor upon your life, because we we give and we put God first, well, the blessings are going to come without the hardness, the hard toil. How many want to see God's provision upon your life? How many of you want to own a home this year? And how many of you want to, come on, see God's provision and faithfulness? And I don't believe about the prosperity stuff, but listen to me. God wants his people to be blessed. And he gets glory when you're showing up in that nice car. And because and you can look at the person and say, I got this car because I put my hope in God and trust in God. And I didn't do it by my own. It was only the Lord. If you want to experience God's favor upon your life or if you've been struggling, whatever it is, if anything at all, minister to your heart tonight. I want you to, from all over this place, as we sing a song, I want you to come up and just pray right there. Come on, come on, come. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.